The All Black Podcast is powered by our official cloud software partner, SAP, helping our teams in black become the best-run teams in sport. To listen to this episode and all the All Black Podcasts, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Kirofano, welcome to episode 8 of the All Black podcast powered by SAP. This week we talk to the Kamar Tour for the Māori All Blacks, a man who has been with the team since 2010. More recently, he has taken on a wider role in New Zealand rugby as Māori cultural advisor. Welcome, Luke Crawford. Where are you zooming in from today, mate? Good Rob. Uh, capital city, Wellington, Te Whaimanuiakara, <laughs> head of the fish, North Island, Aotearoa, New Zealand. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. I know you're a busy man. Your uh, your job description is is wide. Is the different things you're involved in is eclectic. You're across all our teams. But as always, want to start with a few warm up questions. Get to know you. As a young man, uh, favourite international All Black, Mouldy All Black, growing up, who was it and why, Luke? Oh goodness, great. BG Williams was one. Ah, oh, the legend. Um, We've had him in here. Such a legend. Oh, I just remember him, actually, you know, like, um, such a, a big, big, awesome guy. I mean, um, if, I, if I went there, I, you know, it's hard not to go to Cully, the uh, play for the Express, mate. Um, I never tired of watching uh, uh, that, uh, that man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, fantastic. Um, mate, um, not so much growing up, mate, but growing up of sorts, mate, uh, Māori All Blacks, uh, many, but I, I mean, hey. Uh, Buck. Oh, buck. Pick a read. And I'll go to the All Blacks as old George Nepia, mate. I, I uh, love uh, everything that that man uh, represents. You know, he lived up in the Ngati Pro area on the East Coast uh, here in Aotearoa, but um, from down in the Hawks Bay is, um, was George Nepia. So no shortage. Mate, no sort of shortage, and I know George Nepia was a massive part of that Invincibles team, wasn't he? And even even though we're talking almost a hundred years ago, the legend still lives very, very large, doesn't it, for people like yourself and others? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, I know, particularly in a a Maori All Blacks environment, but um, you know, Waita singing music is is a massive part of of what happens in the team environment. For you, when you're on your way, cruising down the motorway in the big smoke in Wellington or whether it's going somewhere else, what's on the Spotify playlist? But <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there we go. There's that word eclectic again. I mean, I'm listening to uh, Rob Ruha, Preservation of Scenery at the moment. You know, he's a wonderful um, uh, sort of uh, R&B sort of Māori, um, you know, with that old knowledge. I love listening to Rob. Um, totally, mate. Man, those guys sort of smashed onto my scene there, uh, yeah. cool it down. Didn't even know about them, mate. Eh? And here we are now, so yeah. But I reached right back, mate, Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. Freedom Mac. You know, it's easy for me, that sort of stuff. Mate, that, that crosses generations, that sort of music, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It goes, it works anywhere, anytime. What about uh, a bit of Kai? If you were to have three guests at your place for dinner, firstly, who would those three guests be and what would you cook? Living or dead? Either, either. Mum. Mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mum, she's first. Um, mate, I'd love to, uh, uh, mum, there's some wonderful people I've had the opportunity to knock heads with, I don't see, 
um, she'll probably freak out. Linda, Nilly Morgan from over in Canberra. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see, see Nilly. Yeah, I don't get to see enough of her. Um, and then uh, probably um, never far away, a uh, farmer. Um, my, my daughter, she's down in Queenstown. I get her. Pretty boring, Rob, but that's, uh, that'd be some good conversation uh, right there. What would I cook? Seafood, brother. Anything <laughs> along there, hand-gathered by myself. Is there a specialty dish within the seafood uh, anything oh, in particular? Power, you reckon they'd go a bit of power fritters, wouldn't they, mate? Oh. I love power fritters. That'd be good. I've tried my hand at Kinner's. It didn't quite take, so I'd definitely have your power fritters over the Kinner any time at all. <laughs> yeah. Luke, let's get into it. And I want, firstly, I wanted you to talk me through a little bit about around um, being Kamatua. Firstly, what is that? What does that mean? You know, that role within the Māori All Blacks and also amongst a whole lot of other positions at New Zealand Rugby, what does Kamatua mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're traditionally, of course, and from a Māori perspective, obviously the code Mātua is, it sort of sits in the different levels of uh, ranking of of people in terms of from children to, um, uh, you know, to adults, uh, to young people into adults. And as you go up those rankings there, I'll sort of say rankings, but those levels, the code Mātua is pretty much, uh, a, re- a much respected elder. So you're getting into your older um, uh, 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 years um, and you've built up enough uh, um, uh, sort of respect and mana that people would uh, consider you to be somewhat knowledgeable uh, in certain, uh, in generally. Um, uh, so you would become close to them and they would become close to you. Kaumatua sits at that level uh, there. So that's in the Māori terms. So in the team, of course, um, the, 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 uh, the team there, Kaumatua in the Māori All Black team is someone who actually has a really good understanding of life in general because you're dealing with young, uh, young men. Um, the Māori world, uh, and by that I mean everything that pertains to it, um, in most of the different component parts of the Māori world, but also a higher level in terms of esoteric knowledge, say spiritual uh, as well. And so normally uh, in the Māori All Blacks, it helps to have all of those things so you can cover off all of the things that need to um, be covered off to make uh, bring the Māori world closer to a rugby team. And within, is that is a big part of what you have to do then within the Māori All Blacks is around whakapapa, setting that up for the players and the team. Like, talk us a little bit around um, what that is, what that means, and perhaps a couple of examples for different players within that environment. We, I mean, um, um, importantly for me over the years, you know, it's been a few years now, but I've sort of looked at the different... Um, uh, areas of the Māori world that sort of resonate inside of that rugby space. And, and whakapapa is one of them. Or whakapapa means to layer, to layer one upon another. Uh, and, of course, when you think of that, of course, in terms of people, uh, that's generational. Um, uh, to whakapapa is to be able to trace yourself back to those different layers of and different generations. So... Um, uh, uh, the, and those generations, of course, there's a what we call a blood link that exists in that. So, Whakapapa is, is the um, uh, is the genealogy of a person, um, and then Fano, of course, is to be born in 
to a family. And so you have that kind of linkage in terms of your whakapapa. And so the interesting thing about the Māori team is you have to be able to trace yourself uh, and your whakapapa uh, back over time in, in the Māori world. Uh, and that gives you, um, it, it opens the door into the Māori uh, team. Um, and then uh, the other part of, of uh, whakapapa that's really, really important uh, for us is that the team itself has a whakapapa and every individual has it. And the key for us is how do you um, how do you then link all of that together in terms of the individuals and the team to actually make sure that um, you're stronger in terms of, of the team. I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the examples for us around whakapapa is we land every time we have a new iteration of players coming into the team, we formally land them into the team. And part of the landing process or the, the, the whakatau or the porphyry to them, the welcome to those new players is um, uh, part of that is for them to be able to actually stand and recite their whakapapa. So where are you from? Who are you from? Um, and who, and most importantly, upon whose shoulders are you standing? Um, because in our team, we say, um, having a knowledge and understanding of where you're coming, who you're connected to, will make you stronger, and therefore it will make the team stronger, and also will then be able to line people up uh, with each other once we know where everyone is from. So the guys will stand inside the team, and they will recite uh, their whakapapa uh, uh, to us. Uh, and it's a, it's a pretty special time within the team, actually. And I, I'd assume that... Some people come into the team with a really strong knowledge of that and others come into the team with not as strong a knowledge and perhaps a part of your role is to help mm. those players coming in understand that and and give them the confidence and the information to go off and recite that whakapapa. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some, you know, at the, at the brand new end, we'll have some of those new players coming in who will, for the first time, uh, stand and, and recite uh, their pepeha, which gives them, which is their whakapapa. I think the really neat thing about that, Rob, is that um, over the years, and it's lovely to have been involved uh, in that over many years, is that um, in every case, it opens a door that has been shut uh, to them. Uh, so different things we do during the course of the assembly and after will open more of uh, that door further and further so that they can go. So yes, they might come in for the first time with, um, but as I say, every case it will open it further. And then there's those who are, you know, all tere black and, yes. uh, ka, you know, rua tipuku or walking and they're fluent Māori speakers. Uh, they've grown up on the marae, they've grown up in Māori communities and they're just the most wonderful resource for those uh, and for the team uh, and those who are new to it um, to actually nurture and help them uh, on that particular journey. It must be pretty exciting for you when you help someone um, develop and establish that papa to kind of see them grow off the back of it. It must be actually a pretty powerful tool um, to unleash that in someone so that they then can carry that with them when they take the field and, and play, it, play for the people that they represent. 
Yeah, well, look, I'll tell you what, one of the really awesome things for me over the years is that, you know, I've been to a lot of places with the Māori All Blacks and people, you know, I'll come home and different people say, gee, Luke, you've been, mate, you've been to New York and you've been to the Eiffel Tower and you've been, you know, <laughs> the Andes and that. So, so you know, where, what's, where do you get the biggest thrill uh, from? And, and my answer to that over the years has always been uh, selfies. <laughs> and, and, and what I mean by that is that um, I love getting selfies from the boys uh, and management and the team uh, and all it says on the selfie is uh, you'll be proud of me Lukey I came home and it's them outside their marae oh, I think that's a fantastic thing with their family you know I love it mate you know it's not only for Māori um, you know, I love it when I get one from over in uh, the Mediterranean yep. of someone standing on top of their mountain and said, look at this, Lukey, and they're with their daughters. Yep. And they're saying, I came home. Uh, you'll be pretty, you know, it's that sort of stuff. And I think that, that there is, it's not, you know, whakapapa, everyone has whakapapa. But of course, Māori, we sort of guard it jealously because we it means so much to us and it's so important to us. That, that structure there, we say, yes, we've all got it. But this is how we do it, and it actually is not just an academic exercise. It's real. It's real to us. So as it is to a lot of people. It must be pretty cool for you, though, mate, because I know um, it's something that, that comes natural to you. It's something that's really important to establish that papa at the start of, of any trip, any journey, any team, whatever it may be. But we're seeing that now amongst all our teams in black, other sports teams, other rugby teams, uh, even corporate environments, business environments, seeing the value of establishing that connection before you have boots on the ground, before you pass a rugby ball, before you actually get into what we would consider a team does together. Uh, We're getting getting this stuff in place first, and, and actually a lot of people are seeing it as being the most important thing they can do before they even get into the drills and skills. Absolutely, mate. I mean, uh, for, just from a team environment, we spend the first two days uh, when COVID's not around um, on a marae. And, and we do that very purposely because at the end of the day, um, that's where we can uh, fill the tanks, mate, in terms of the connections we have, um, the stories uh, of all that actually uh, stir this this thing in here called Ehi or the latent potential that rests in the puku of all our, of everyone, and to stir that and get get it moving and motivated, mate, through just uh, connections and then to show how, you know, uh, to defeat uh, a foe, um, uh, you can do that better if you actually have relationships and collectiveness and to show how that actually happens for us. So how does, how does the Waikato, those from the Waikato, how do they connect to those from the from north of Taitokero. Yep. What are some of the connections there? What are some of the battles fought against each other or with each other? You know, these sorts of things here. When you can do that, it starts to uh, make it. There's nothing like a good war, is there? Uh, uh, <laughs> to, uh, you know, stir the whole thing and then get a, get uh, a team uh, united. Doesn't matter uh, what happens in life. All blokes love a fight, don't they, if some description. Yeah. So, absolutely. I wanted to, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... Over your time with the team, has there been a particular player or situation where you've been really proud to be able to connect them with their whakapapi? You know, perhaps someone who's come in wasn't necessarily sure, necessarily sure of their connection, but by the time oh, they left the team and the environment, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they absolutely did. And, and like you say, they were able to, to play on the shoulders of that connection. Yeah, mate, it's a, like I find a, it's a, sometimes a quite a difficult thing for me because I have to endorse 
someone's right. phone number. Uh, you know, and and um, uh, you know that's a very real thing. So young men um, kind of know their families that we kind of know, but we haven't really got that connection yet. Um, and mate, I've had um, a few um, players like that, and families uh, where I can't tick a box and say, "Well, you have," because that what you're giving me there doesn't actually it just it's you're know, one generation away from the possibility right. of it, and it's pretty hard, mate. So I've had them sitting there, but I can tell you what, Rob, when they find it, mate, it's like I'm we're jumping for joy, mate. You know, because what what you got to realise too is with fucker papa is that you might think that you uh, everything's pointing to the north. We're from the north. But when they go back and they actually make the inquiries and they finally find a link in there, then you have stories of them, no, he was here, all right. Your, your ancestor was here. Yep. But he actually came from down on the Bay of Plenty because he was in a band, you know. So you have, and, 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 and then he married in here and for all intents and purpose, everyone thinks he's from here, but he's actually from down there. And so you go down there and you find people who say, we always knew you were from here. People used to say, yeah, mate, he's, he's from, they're from here. But no one sort of went the next step to say, yeah, you're actually from here. So I've got a few uh, of those that have happened. And, mate, there we go again. There's the selfies for you. <laughs> where, uh, you've got a blonde-haired, blue-eyed sort of Maori guy, you know, who knows he's got some papa, hasn't been able to trace it, finds it, and then has a selfie, mate. It's so empowering, mate. And that's why you see the Joe Moody's and the Damien McKenzie's and those sort of boys play with such passion, isn't it? Because they've been able to connect to, to their part of the country and their people. Oh, uh, mate. Joe Tomatea Moody, mate, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's hard out. I love it when old Joe came in here and looked at him and went, oh, mate, I wonder if that guy will know his pocket I wonder if he'll know his pepeha. And old Joe was, I mean, he was that, that was the year the World Cup. He was straight out of our team over to the World Cup. But he, I mean, he came into ours back from injury. And uh, when he came in and dropped his, um, dropped the old mic drop on his whakapapa, mate, all the boys were, oh, golly, he knows what he's doing. And he did it all in pretty spotless Māori too. So um, Joe was fantastic, mate. You know, Nai Tu Ahu Bibi, Nai Tahu, led all the karakia inside of our, you know, all the prayer and whatnot uh, um, inside of our um, uh, uh, environment. So um, just fantastic. Mate, so good. You know, a thing that is is such a a well known thing, so visible, something that New Zealand rugby and all our teams are known for is haka. I wanted to yeah. um, ask you a little bit about the origins of haka. Why yeah. are we haka? Why yeah. there's different haka, and, and what creates that? Who makes haka? You know, like um, because I know there'll be so yeah. many people who listen to this in New Zealand and abroad um, yeah. that are fascinated yeah. around um, the haka and, and all the elements of it. No, awesome, man. I'd love to. Can I say one more thing, Rob, just about Whakapapa, just before I jump to the haka? Of course you can. Uh, it's probably when a, that, that Whakapapa about layering and about generational sort of like uh, leaving a legacy, you know, like leave. I, was, I just wanted to say in, in, in our team, one of the big drivers around the Whakapapa of the team or the legacy of the team is talking about leaving a legacy for those that follow us. And, that, and the, the way to do that is to conduct ourselves and to leave a deep 
uh, impression so that as we have followed those that have gone before. And when I say deep impression, I mean, that everyone tries to do that. But then you have like 2005, that team uh, back then and Waikato beat the yeah. Turing Lions, um, you know, 2010, a three test win, you know, so there are yeah. some big ones, you know. And so mine is always about, are there some deep impressions that we can leave with, do our best to try and do that so that they that come after can see it. And you won't just have the sands of time filling it in so that there's no nothing for them to see and follow. So I just wanted to dump that, mate, because we well, probably won't go back to that. But, um, yeah, oh. I haven't put a hucker. Oh, mate, oh, totally. And that's what I remember. I remember the, the 2005 game, John O'Gibbs, et cetera, against the Lions. Yeah. I remember, um, yeah. you know, the the series against England and the series against Ireland back in 2010. I remember Norm Hewitt all those years ago in 93 versus the Lions. You know, like those those are my memories. And like you say, those are the, that's the fucker papa. That's the shoulders, the the, the players who come in um, get to stand on. Mate, absolutely. Let's let's talk about the haka. Um, let's talk yeah. about the origins and, and the elements. Uh, haka. Uh, ha is breath, right? Ka to ignite. So ha, ka is to ignite your breath. And what's on the on that breath? It's about an expression of something. Uh, and so on on the back of that breath, an expression of what? Of a deeply held feeling or a deeply held emotion. And haka is really just about the outward expression of something you hold very dear to yourself. So the origins of haka are, are from the godly realm. And there are different tribal stories that um, tell of of where that haka, you know, where haka comes from. Um, and but essentially, what we're talking about there is a um, a mode of communicating something that you feel that you feel deeply about. And so, with that in mind, of course, is that um, uh, haka. Uh, often held out as oh, oh, it's a challenge. Well, it might be a challenge, but can I can I tell you how how we deal with it in the Māori and how I portray it within the Māori environment for our team? And that is, it may very well come across as a challenge to another team, but you don't have to overtly portray it as such. What you need to do is connect to that deep emotion that message that's sitting inside of you and express that. And if you actually get, if you get it right, the expression right, the eyes right, the, 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 the protruding tongue, the, the actions, your stance, the rippling and the tautness of, your, of uh, your body, people, you don't need to tell them this is a challenge. They'll see that. So what I try and do is say, hmm, what are the things inside of a haka that can unite and connect you thing. So mine is always around the Māori All Black Haka is a really good example of a great haka that makes it very easy to connect to some very, very important things. Um, and so that was specifically composed and penned for the Māori All Black team by Fetu Tipiwai. Uh, the, the, and I took over from, from Fetu in terms of being the team co-martial for the Māori All Blacks. And he's um, and he's uh, passed away now, Fetu, but he left this great taonga or treasure in the form of a haka called Tatimatanga. And all Fetu wanted to say to the people who performed that was um, we, where we come from, our whakapapa is Māori, where we should be going to, aiming for the mountaintop, 
If we don't reach it, we'll fall onto the land. Not good enough. You need to aim higher. Aim for the heavens. If you come short, then you'll be on a mountaintop. Much better place to be. He's, he's saying that we need to be that. And he said, if you can do that, then move yourself from a great young uh, chief on the rugby field, he tōrangatahi, he tōrangatira, so that you can move past rugby and on into something greater as a leader in your family, into the community. And so Fetu left that to us. So every time we perform that, mate, um, because the final question asked of the Māori All Blacks is, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to embark upon that journey? How 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 much, uh, you know, are you going to stir this thing here? And the answer is at the end of the haka, which says, Wairua, with everything I possess spiritually, hiningaro, everything I possess mentally, tinana, and everything I possess physically, I will give all these to that cause. And uh, so we bow to Fetu and think, well done, Fetu, you've given us that. And then he left another one to the black friends as well, but that's another story. <laughs> so when we see, you know, whether it be different schools, different teams, um, oh, you know, performing different types of haka um, at different different matches. And that's them telling their story, their connection to their school, their area, their land. Is that why we see different ones? Yeah, well, we do. Not only are they connecting uh, to their team and wishing them well, they're also expressing, which is another uh, reason for haka, is um, identity is to express identity um and so that um so connecting to where you come from who you represent uh your fan base your players next to you that's all part of that connection piece and then you're connecting to something that's um inherently from aotearoa new zealand uh and that which is why i think rug rugby it's a wonderful thing uh that was actually embraced haka, and I, I've often said it would be so hard now to uncouple haka from rugby. Uh, it's just everywhere. Sorry. So to see those schools lining up, a, it's a sight, all right. But I mean, it's not only on the rugby field. It's when a love teacher passes, or it's when you know um, a, a, a someone wins uh, a prize and yep. brings mana to the school. Uh, people will stand, and one of the most fantastic things that I love about all of that is that it's embraced by all of us, not just Māori uh, anymore. Some of us could brush up on some of our uh, <laughs> actions and words, but hey, that's part of the journey. And uh, But to see those sorts of things, and haka is probably the most overt, and waiata are the two most overt ways of actually um, connecting to those things. Yeah. But you must get great satisfaction out of seeing, you know, certain players who maybe come in. Um, you know, there's often there's a lot of anxiety around learning haka, doing it well. Um, like you say, getting the actions right, getting the timings right. You know, there's so many stories of, of our All Blacks and different people practicing mm. in the bathroom before their first test match and, and uh, making sure, you know, they're more anxious and nervous about doing the haka before the match than they were before making their test debut. Um, yeah. But then... But then we see a lot of those guys, you know, years later, they're at the front of the queue. That Some of them are even leading the haka and, and they understand yeah. why they're doing it. It must be very cool for you to see that type of journey as well because um, oh, yeah. mm. that's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, it's, it's really interesting, uh, actually, Rob, because, I mean, um, uh, yeah, we it's, it's unusual now if someone comes into the team and they haven't had a couple of run-throughs. 
Yeah. Or they haven't uh, YouTube <laughs> yeah. and, and had a, at least had a go, uh, you know, um, in the in the con to get it. And then we just so um, what I've found certainly. I mean, the last assembly that we had, uh, we had a made half the team were new, and uh, that's always a worrying time as team goes. Are they going to be able to pick? There's a lot of rugby content you got to get yeah. sorted. But so how do you? Um, uh, so the, the cultural content and all of the connecting and that there, then um, how's that going to work? But the uh, haka is one of the the greatest resources I've seen over the years to because um, uh, for connecting, connecting the team, bringing them together because you can't not do it. You know, it it, it forces you in to uh, a collective um, activity. Uh, and and you know at some stage you're going to be in the front line, yeah. so you better spruce up. So you yeah, they they worry about the you know maps and all of that you know rugby content. Yeah. They worry yeah. just as much also. So what you see, of course, and what you hear. And I must I laugh, mate. I remember one time in Japan and and I could hear what the hell. Uh, and I was in the bottom, you know, of the lift, and that's like forty floors. And I can hear this. What the heck's this noise coming down on the lift? And um, it's the boys in the uh, uh, mirrored, mirrored lift all practicing their, their fair tent. I'm like, <laughs> they're all in the <laughs> practicing. And, and I thought, oh, for goodness sake. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, all, uh, every day, every day, a uh, couple of times a day we practice. So uh, Luke, you've been now with the Māori All Blacks since 2010 um, and you do a number of other things. You must have had some great moments in your role. Does anything stick out? Is there any, you know, two, three or four moments that stick out as real highlights, maybe little tales you want to tell us? Oh, mate, I am. And, I, I just, and, and once that I've, uh, I sort of know that I can tell, I, I mean, we went to, um, you know, I, see, I mentioned there about stirring this, uh, you know, this, this thing called ihi. Yep. And if you stir that well, that potential there, you get a feeling, or you know, got a feeling, and and your hair starts to to stand up. So we call that ihi, and wehi is that there. We start to feel that, and I always say the next level is then wana wana, which is a physical reaction. So that's how I explain it. So when you do stir ihi wehi wana wana, that's a great thing. There's another level to that. Um, that, that I've only seen a couple of times in, in rugby. The other level to that, because that's all visible, that's that's um, doable and controllable. The other level to that for me is what we call tapu. And tapu is another level which is sacred. It sits up above that. And not not many people get to it, but when they do, that's an interesting time. And and how you get to a tapu level is and what the indicator for me around that has been when a player comes off the field and says, I don't know what happened there, but man, and they've scored two tries and they've had an absolute blinder and their family have rung them from home and said, who was that person? Who was that person on there, mate? And them saying, mate, it started for me during the haka, during the haka or the national anthem, I felt something, I felt something in the haka and then I don't, I can't even remember the game. To me, that's where, that's a, that's another level. And that level to me is, um, uh, I've only seen it twice, maybe three times. I'm still thinking about the third time. <laughs> but the, but the, um, well, that time there was where someone uh, has been uplifted by their ancestors, and they're riding on the back of that thing that we actually spoke of, 
our fucker papa uh, when we first came into the team. And so there's those sorts of things there that when you can you can put those in, um, uh, that's that's a magnificent. Uh, you know, that was our captain over in Philadelphia. Um, you know, back in 2013, um, that, I mean, he's the captain of the team. Uh, his family was so proud of him. He was so proud, um, and he led the haka in Philadelphia. And it just obviously it, it, it encompassed him, and it took him to another level. Is that one there? There's a monster. Yeah, monster was uh, you know it's for me. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, Munster, and so Limerick, we went to Limerick in 2016, and but just before we went, um, uh, Axel Foley, Anthony Foley, uh, legendary, you know, uh, Irish number eight, and over 200 games for, for Munster, yeah. uh, and he was the coach of Munster, and he, and he died a few weeks before we got there, and we needed to find some way to suitably acknowledge, you know, the fact that that had happened without, you know, bringing in gamesmanship and all of that sort of stuff. So we wanted to, so we, we spoke for the week about how, how do we sort of acknowledge that. And long story short, we thought, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll present a jersey with his initials onto the field. And then what we'd like to do is we'd like to dedicate the hacker and hacker across it, and then we'd like to present it to someone. And the reason we wanted to dedicate the hacker to Axel is that I mentioned the hacker before uh, about what it's about. It's about... Uh, you know, moving yourself from rugby into higher echelons of to be a rangatira or a chief uh, in your family, in your community, and, and, and all of that, um, and to get to the highest level of achievement. And we thought that Axel had it was the actualization of what our hacker was actually talking about, and he had used all his his physical, mental, and spiritual um, powers to, to do that. So we thought we'll dedicate it to him. So we never ever realized the impact that doing that would have um i mean we um it was a horrid night in terms of the weather or whatnot but you know i'll, I'll never forget it i mean after that game people were jumping over the over the barriers to come and say you know long after the the scoreboard is forgotten we will never forget this um we hadn't intended that um, but it was an outcome of just trying to be respectful as the team when the game finished and we walked no one went home as we went around that bloody field, um, you know, the Limerick and the Munster loyalists were all chanting Māori, Māori, Māori. I'll never forget it. It's probably, you know, I find it hard to think past that in any other, you know, to any other thing that, that, that I'll remember, but uh, in terms of, like, really emotional. Um, I mean, we hopped on the plane and people, uh, the next day to fly over to the Harlequins and people stood up to clap. We lost the game, mate. <laughs> we lost the game. <laughs> but, um, you know, so that sort of stuff there is just uh, un unforgettable stuff. There's plenty more, Rob, but, um, you know, that's unbelievable stuff. Uh, it's it's worth a look on YouTube for anyone who hasn't seen that moment against Muster at Limerick because it's, it's two extremely respectful rugby teams um, going hammer and tongs. It's a crowd that acknowledged the moment. Um, and it really is, you know, all the best things of rugby wrapped up into one event, wasn't it? You know, respecting yeah, a great man. Yeah, it's, um, it's uh, I think that one there too, the interesting thing about the haka is I often use that clip and show it. It's up over, I think, 10 million views. Yeah. I, I, I often use it just to, 
you know, like when people say, well, what do you, show us something, I, I use that. And I often ask them, have a look at this hacker and tell me what you think of the hacker. And they'll go, wow, awesome, great hacker. And I was thinking, no, not that hacker. If you look really carefully in the clip, the management, we all lined up on the side and we, we did the hacker as well. So we're actually doing the hacker on the sideline while the boys are out on the field. And um, yeah, we did that a few times actually uh, over the years. Um, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Look, it's Māori Language Week, and I wanted to get like your advice for New Zealanders, for others around embracing the Māori language and the culture. Like, is it is it give it a crack? Is it you know there's is it practice first before you do it publicly? Is it you know like what's your tips? Because I know um, you know some people can be really apprehensive about bringing it into to their family, their workplace, whatever it may be, just giving it a go. Um, you know, what would you say is the, the Kamato for the Māori All Blacks? Yeah, all of that, um, Rob, you know, like in terms of people's apprehension and whatnot. Um, but I've got to say this first, so straight up, first up, is, mate, it's so unbelievable, even in this environment here with the New Zealand rugby, the number of people that have, I mean, the Māori, we run a Māori language um, uh, sessions here, and I think we're up to the third iteration of it. Like, it's wow. just... People, are, you can't, we can't, they can't get enough of it, which is awesome because New Zealand rugby is high end users of Te Reo Māori. Um, so that's, that's, um, it's something that you have to, you have to practice. I, I yeah. practice. Yeah. Um, I practice because, you know, so I'm, I'm duty bound to perform karakia or incantations on behalf of the organization, families at different, um, that, that requires, you know, it doesn't just happen. So, I've got to walk along, uh, you know, for 20 minutes along or into a parade on the way to work and practice. <laughs> um, um, and just to make sure, because, like, there's some... Uh, so uh, so with that, with that, awesome to see people really jumping on board. I say, at the end of the day, and this has happened just recently, is that um, give, it a, give it a crack and just throw a couple of words in there, see how that goes, and then add to it. Yeah. So um, I liken it to crossing over a river. You know, you, if you're across a river, you want to know where are the rocks. You can walk on water, mate. Just know where those rocks are. So, so if you want to cross the river on a, on a te reo Māori, um, uh, jump to a rock and then jump across, that first rock could just simply be killed up, killed up, killed up, and that's all you have to do. So. Um, um, but then, if that goes well, you can add on and go kill. Oh, killed uh, killed a tato. So you go killed a tato. Boom. Oh, that's two rocks. Easier. Um, uh, killed a tato. Aku rangatira. So you can just start to slowly adding to it. Um, is is um, what I say. A sort of works. Um, and he, here's how it is for me as well. In the Maori team. We have to, uh, we try and make it so that the, the language, uh, well, we don't try, we, we do this. Um, and that is, is uh, there are a number of us that only speak Māori, will only speak Māori to each other, uh, so that people can hear it. Uh, and I remember when, when Rajuri, the doctor, and I first started speaking Māori together and would sit down at the lunch table, no one would come and sit at the table. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> You know, oh no, no, those guys, you know, I don't know how to speak Māori. But I mean, now people will sit down. It's not an issue now, and they'll listen. So I say if the language is sort of moving at whatever level, 
uh, really in the te reo, uh, if the language is flying, ora, ora te reo, then it'll be well. Um, so it's, no matter how much or how, how little. So that's uh, another thing. Hey, when you're traveling in the car with the whanau, uh, have a go. Have a go at uh, just street names, place names, you know, those sorts of things there. But um, for Te Wiga Te Reo Māori, mine really is, is that, yeah, we're, we're pretty spoiled for resources, yeah. um, but that's worth nothing unless people are actually comfortable to give it a go. And so mine is just introduce small bits into it. Um, and that's that's the way to do it, I think. So good. Thank you, Luke. Our partners at SAP pride themselves on powering the best-run teams. Luke, do mm. any success factors stand out for the teams and environments that you have been involved in, mate? Oh, look, I, um, I think uh, for me, uh, in terms of success, um, building strong environments. Um, so for the so from the Māori All Blacks, I know the Blackburn Sevens. Uh, the, the, the All Black Sevens, the All Black, building that environment um, uh, so that when you people enter into it, it feeds you. Um, we've worked really hard in the Māori All Blacks to make sure that when people come into the whare, into our house, when they walk in, it's familiar to them, they're comfortable in it, they can see things that, 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 that are known to them, the word whakapapa, the word whenua, they can see these things, and then um, you can, uh, uh, we can tell stories about these things and it helps connect them and so on and so forth. I think the big thing for me around all of that, uh, that stuff there, Rob, is um, then being able to stir, <laughs> uh, success factors for me is to stir. So in the Māori All Blacks, we treat our team as like we're a whānau, um, a family, uh, and there's some equity in family. You can't actually be pushing. So everyone, it's like everyone's going to get a game. Um, we, and the other thing about um, the, the, the team uh, for us at the end of the day as well is that um, uh, success for us is probably, yes, we the scoreboard is an issue. But representing your ancestry and your whakapapa is a bigger issue. If you do that well, that'll look after itself. <laughs> so that's how I'm made. Mate, I love that. I love looking at high performance and success factors and best run teams through the lens of whakapapa and connection and whānau. I think that is one of the awesomest contributions we've had to that section. Thank you so much. Luke, I know you're a busy man, a man in demand, much to do. I really appreciate you jumping on board and giving us a bit of your time. I feel like we've got about another nine podcasts in us, mate, you know, with all the stories and the different bits and pieces um, that you're connected to and touch on. Thank you so much, mate. appreciate your time. Appreciate the Thanks, Rob. The All Blacks podcast is powered by our official cloud software partner, SAP, helping our teams of black be the best run in sports. Hosted by Rob Dunn in the Hargrave Street studio. Produced by Carl Thompson from Blue and Ginge, the podcast producers. Video editing by Mac Leesberg, graphics by Western Design, content advising from Andy Burt, and commercial manager for the podcast is Valeska Hoth. Follow the All Blacks podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts.